Any takes on Herbert? Um, I thought the vibes were very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> it's, all vibes. it's all it's vibes. It's all vibes. For, for you, it's for you. Thing. It's just the vibes. All right, everybody. What's going on? This is the Other Life Podcast. I am Justin Murphy. This episode is one in a whole series all about Herbit. Herbit is a whole new computing and networking paradigm that many of you know I've become very interested in in recent months, really recent years, the past couple of years or so. I think Urbit is just way crazier and way cooler than most people realize. I think a lot of people are sleeping on Urbit and just don't really know about what's going on with it, what it is, and all the cool badass people building Urbit, building things on Urbit, creating on Urbit. And so now the development of the technology is really picking up and moving faster. I decided that when the Urbit annual conference came to town in Austin this past October, that I would sit down with 10 different people all across the network, people who are building the technology, people who are creating on the network, and people just in this culture that still I think a lot of people don't know much about. So I can honestly say this was one of the most interesting experiences I ever had at any kind of conference, to be perfectly honest. I spoke with CEOs, I spoke with engineers, I spoke with e-girls from weird theory Twitter. Like I'm not talking about Instagram chicks, I'm talking about like weird theory girls in you know the other life neck of the woods of of the the twitterverse and the blogosphere i talked with skitzed out writers and post everything podcasters and very possibly i spoke even with an alien uh, i'm only half kidding it was just wild man it was really really wild a really really interesting set of characters you're about to meet over the next 10 episodes and i'm just super pumped to bring this series out into the world so Real quick, before I forget, I do want to let you know if you're interested in Urbit, it's now easier than ever to get onto the network. So I actually have a bunch of Urbit planets, aka Urbit ships, pretty much uh, computers in the cloud, an individual computer in the cloud that can be yours. It also functions as your identity, and it's what you use to log onto the network and to use Urbit. So if you want to, I'll give you one. Uh, I have a bunch, and any listener of the show, I want to get you on Urbit. So um, you can just go to imperceptible.computer. I made a whole site just for this purpose and yeah, drop your email and, uh, I will get you a planet, AKA an orbit ship. All right. Um, depending on whether you're listening to this now or two years from now, uh, there may or may not be some kind of uh, modest fee associated with it. Uh, right now I'm just giving them out for free. You don't need to have any coding or programming skills or experience whatsoever. It's very straightforward. I will give you your own planet and you'll be on the network playing around talking to people in five minutes, probably. Okay. That's imperceptible.computer. I will put a link in the show notes and I'll, I will put a link in the show notes to the Dalton Collective. All right. That's all from me. Let me get out of the way and onto the show. All right. All right. All right. I'm here with the Vermilia Corporation. <laughs> what the fuck is that? <laughs> okay. Well, Vermilia is like a collective. It's an art collective. And we're like, you know, we have NFT projects and shitcoin projects. And like, we're a DAO now. So we have this like sort of vibe where we want like multiple different projects, you know, happening at once. And like, yeah. It's okay. Like a crypto NFT space, especially because we're really a collective artists. And we wanted to bring that like artistic integrity to the NFT world because there's like a whole landscape of like money grabbing, sort of just like this is an opportunity for cash. 
but no one's actually making anything that's like that looks good. <laughs> so we're like, we want to make stuff that looks good. <laughs> okay, cool. So tell us about what are you making? What's your what's your style? What's um, your what's your artistic vision? <laughs> well, our artistic vision is that like we want to just like have fun, you know? Oh, well, like um, Here's we're like a, yeah. We so we have this project called Milady. <laughs> okay, which right. Is, I've heard uh, of this. So yeah. what are what what is the Milady project? Milady is like a neo chibi sort of like avatar and and you two design this or who designed this? So we didn't design it. Okay. I like sort of helped with the development of it, but okay. um, yeah, we have like artists in the collective that designed it's it. It's the only cute NFT. It's the only cute NFT, yeah, for sure. And okay. um, it's like uh, yeah, just like a little character, a little girl torso and head and there's like um there's like ten thousand that you can we can mint and um they're still in the process does she have legs she does not have legs no of course, How, of course are you like a millionaire yet or what i'm not a millionaire yet but i am a vanderbilt i'm just a broke vanderbilt <laughs> right so you right. come from the vanderbilt family is that right about it. i don't want to talk well, you about literally it. just brought it up <laughs> You brought well, yeah, it up, not bit. me. But no i'm not a millionaire yet but we but you come from a we family made, of we made a wealth. lot of money off of Milady. Yeah. Yeah. We made, made like a million or so and we're still in the process of minting and stuff. And yeah. so what share of the Milady project do you own and what share do you own? Um like do you I don't have know entitlement to, to say. Well, but you can our tell. involvement you can tell. Well, our involvement is it with the project itself is sort of like a peripheral, but like you know, we have like heavy involvement, but it's not like we didn't like make I, I leave the technical stuff to the guys. So you don't have ownership shares? Um, kind of, but, uh, not like, a, not as meaningful as the people who like really spent the time on like the mechanics, so, mechanics of it. Okay. So, I mean, you kind of like identify as an e-girl basically, right? So yeah. like, are is what's going on here that you're kind of like the promoter e-girl spokespeople well, you two, yeah, or, I, or what's going on really here? My, I mean, the reason I'm at Urbit is, is as like. A representative of Remco, but um, it was sort of like an in joke that I came because I wanted. I was like, it was like, oh, let's like make Soph go to Urbit because she doesn't really know about the technical stuff. But like, the whole reason I'm here is like to bring a vibe. I guess the vibe is like myself as like a, just a girl. Do you have your card? I do. I, I don't have my card on me. Yeah, I have it. I oh, was you have it. it. <laughs> it's very nice. It's very nice. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we just got cards made for. Here, what does it say? It says Romelia on the front. Yeah. And on the back, it says Romelia Corporation, Sophia Vanderbilt, girl in residence. My title, yes. And then it has it has the cool Urbit, uh, you know, handle, planet the, Urbit, and, um, the Urbit planet name, Romelia.org. And so, okay, so you guys are kind of the fa the e-girl faces of yeah, the Romelia the Corporation. The face, yeah. But you're not artists yourselves, or are you? The or? eyes well, and the ears. You, yeah. didn't, you didn't design the, the, the figures? No, no. Okay. We did not do, do that. But um, we, you know, we have our own little, I have my own little projects that are in the works now. And, like, um, we're, so we have, like, some ladies, our main project at the moment. And we're going to have, like, we're still in the process of trying to get them all minted. And um, we had some blips because there was a, a brief cancellation episode. Who was canceled? You? Yeah, I'm a lady. Were, because like, so what we did was we had uh, no on so there was a so we had like a um uh <laughs> a drop of Miladies that had like t-shirts that said bitch but like was like acronym so like every word was like a different word and we each, the algorithm that um randomized what the what it was stood for was from like Chief Keith lyrics and an Angelicism article. And in the Angelicism article, he talks about Treblinka, which is a concentration camp. Right. And Treblinka ended up being on the shirts. And there was like, a, oh my God, this is like 
So like blah, blah, blah. What was an example of one of the B-I-T-C-H? Oh, I should find one. But um, yeah, I was just like. So who canceled it? This like there was like this Berlin like millennial DJ with a blue check on Twitter. And, and how much money have Miladies made in total? Roughly? I don't know the exact number. <laughs> roughly, I believe it was about over a million. <laughs> but like we made a million bucks, I think. Wow, but you don't have a claim to that. I have a claim to some of it, but I well, what yeah. percentage? Whatever. Here's okay. Here's one of the here's one of the bitch teas. It says blood impossible. This money crypto hearted. Those are the canceled. <laughs> and canceled so who, that shit. who punished you for that? What happened? Well, we didn't get mad punishment. There was just a, like a lot of apprehension because like this guy's call out post got some attention. They were like, oh, like everyone stop minting ladies. And like it was just like a weird blip. But we're back on. Track. And so who is the who is the mastermind behind ladies? Um, well, it's like a collective master, but whose like idea project. was it in the beginning? Well, so, um, the artist who did it, it's anonymous. It's anonymous. Okay. Yeah. But he drew the Milady character originally just like by himself on a whim, like a year ago, just to draw himself a profile picture. Okay. And then it was sort of like this, like character that became part of our friend group like as like a joke and then we were like oh like why not let's make it like an nft project it's cute it's fun we can like change the accessories and everything that'll make it like people will want to see it and okay. like, see the different like aspects of it. it's like a pokemon or you know okay like, whatever interesting so why don't you tell the audience a little bit about how you each of you individually kind of got involved like how did they come to you what was the idea that, well like- it's spring about like from a Twitter group chat and we were all friends already. And then like in the beginning of this year, we were like, well, NFTs are clearly going to be the next big thing. And like, let's get on this. We're all artists. We all understand crypto. Like we could have a leg up on this. Are you all artists? Well, yeah, I'm. You guys are like e-girls, right? We're e-girls, like, but like my art. No disrespect, no, but like no, you're, yeah. you're not. You're not like painting. No, like, I'm not. Fun, no, right? I'm not like a physical. I mean, if anything, like you're a performance, performance artist. Performance artist, in a way. exactly. Okay, right. yeah, sure. Being yeah. an e-girl is a performance, and like that's what's like and carried me. Through. So for people who like don't know about you guys, like how would you describe your e-girl artistry, like? You're kind, you kind of do like thirst trapping and stuff, right? Like, well, like okay. what? Well, uh, we were just here this weekend. Uh, we're at Urbicon, uh-huh. right? Who, are, who? What's the vibe, right? There's a couple. There's like no e girls here except us. We got a couple e girls, right? So I just want, I you just want to I mean? explain to the audience like what it means to be an e girl and like what exactly is the art that you, like what you put out. Yeah, you're, well, so you're like, like rolling the culture. Like well, what? Well, I made my you know. first Twitter account in like the summer of 2019, and. From then, like, I really, like, sort of, like, came into my own in, like, the beginning of COVID. So, throughout 2020, my whole, like, vibe was, like, this sort of bedroom core, like, posting just girl online type of thing. Just, right. Like, leaning into that, like, um, like, my thing on the internet is that I am, like, genuinely myself. But it is, of course, like, this embellished sort of, like, girlish character that I'm, right. like, playing. But, um, yeah, I, like, for the most part, at the, in the beginning and, like, the way I, like, sort of developed my audience and everything is that I was just this, like this girl in my bedroom posting about being in my bedroom. Really. Right. And, and then now like, so that was like how I sort of like had my platform initially. And now like it's sort of developed because I'm like, oh, I want to be a real person now. I like moved out of my bedroom and like moved to New right. York. You're like and, transitioning out of your yeah, parents' yeah. And house. Now it's like yeah. in less, less of a bedroom core situation, but mo- now more of like a neo socialite situation. Okay. That's fascinating. Yeah. I think, I think my audience will find this very interesting. You basically were kind of like, a e-girl in your parents' house for a couple years. And then, like, I did all the networking I needed because of Twitter. And then I moved to New York and, like, all of my friends, like, know me because and, of my Twitter And presence. specifically, like, your exit route is 
through an NFT art collective yeah, that you're exactly. like the spokesperson for and have some kind I'm of like, like mysterious the role. In. That's like the, <laughs> the eyes and ambiguous the ears. eyes and ears. Okay. So that's you, Sophia Vanderbilt of Vanderbilt fame. And tell us a little bit more about you. What is your name? And like <laughs> what I have, I, I know Sophia a little bit from like Twitter art. We have like overlapping circles, but I don't know as much about you. So what's your name and like, what's your kind of e-girl history? Um, <laughs> okay. I'm, and I met so through Twitter. Yeah. Kind of like a similar vibe and, you know, things just kind of went from there. Like last summer, kind of, we were like in the same like e-girl circles. And then like the group chat that like Romilia came out of was like, we were both in that together. So it was really just like a Twitter group chat, bunch of friends talking all the time. Okay. And what's your style as an e-girl? Like she was describing hers in her own words. What kind of stuff do you do as an e-girl? Um, I think my Twitter just is more of like a diary for me. And I think any followers that I've like gotten from that was just for being pretty earnest online. Mm-hmm. And do you thirst trap like she does? I don't, okay, yeah. hold on. Right. Gonna, oh, come on, right? I had my thirst trap moments, but it's not such like a it's almost, it's, almost, it's almost the part of the definition of e-girl, honestly, right? I mean, I'm not yeah. throwing any shade. But right? it's, it's not like, like, it's not like I'm not like an OnlyFans whore. And like, you know, I had my little sure. attention-seeking moment. What like my, my initial sort of like vibe on the internet was like, Oh yeah, like it's easy to get attention, but I got bored of that really quickly because it's too easy for me. Okay. Like, you, when's the last time you posted a picture? Like a, a selfie? Yeah. I mean, I post myself pretty regularly, but that's not yeah. like the same as a thirst trap. And like, yeah. it's like, yeah, I just look the way that I look <laughs> and I can't really help that. <laughs> when's the last time you posted like a selfie? Oh, I'm actually an honest. Yeah. No. Okay. She has yeah, like, her trajectory is interesting because like, like she was sort of like a oh, normie okay. girl, but oh, with really like a following and like posted her face, like just, you know. Oh, really? But then like when like we had like this group and like we were going through the motions of just like through Twitter and like our relationship to the internet and posting, like she sort of realized, like we sort of made her realize that like it's beneficial to be semi-anonymous especially if you're getting attention for your looks and you get attention from like random people who might not get what you're posting and it like brings a sort of danger to that so am i hearing that your style is more like wholesome and normy or um yeah i would say so i think i just will be very um forthcoming about my thoughts and stuff about things that are going on and it's like a, a feminine energy that um Remco was interested in. Yeah. And so they came to you, like, you Okay. Yeah, it's not like we were approached by a coalition. It was just sort of like we all sprang up at the same time around this idea. But it was kind of consciously like, you guys are cute. Well, like, our role, yeah. Our role consciously It was is like, like, you guys are cute girls on the internet. You be the face of this. It'll yeah, be good exactly. for you. We'll pay you some of it, and it'll be good for the project. Yeah, and like, you know, we have input on the projects themselves because our input is valuable because it's really, it's like a bunch of guys who are artists and like, they understand crypto meets a bunch of girls and like the girls bring the like enthusiasm and like inspiration and the guys like do shit with that and like it, yeah then it, it makes sense this, like it synthesis. makes sense yeah have people at the urbit conference tried to recruit you to be urbit e-girls like are they putting you on a pay- <laughs> are you on a payroll for urbit too? i am not on a payroll okay. for urbit i mean i would like to be if anyone <laughs> okay so, so asked me that really yeah I think it's about five people now have asked me if i was paid to be here wow. yeah a lot of people like <laughs> Well, that's the old school. Oh my gosh, not including the DMs. Not including the DMs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, it's interesting. Like, we're we're here, like, people would expect us to be a sort of, like, paid, like, girl situation. But we're like, no, we're here because we're We were sent here. We were sent here. (laughs) Interesting. (laughs) By another entity. (laughs) Now, Sophia, it sounds like you have a fairly self-conscious 
kind of strategic vision for your life? Like you're ambitious, you have a sense of how you're kind of climbing the ranks from your parents' bedroom, you know, posting selfies to being a neo-socialite, as you say. Yeah. Are you also kind of self, are you ambitious? Are you self-conscious about you're doing the e-girl thing to climb ranks and, and where are you, like, are you self-conscious about it and strategic like that or no or what? Um, well, I'm in college right now. Okay. So I'm kind of going more that route, but um, I like to just, um, be with my friends pretty much. So the e-girl thing for you is that's not like a path to power and ambition or a little um, bit? Not necessarily. I think that, you know, I'm with Sove and you know, <laughs> I like to tag along with them and stuff. But yeah, it's much less of a Principle. social climbing. I mean, I mean like, my whole thing okay. is like, I mean, all the girls in the group, there are a lot of different girls. And like, like I said before, it's like an enthusiasm, like, like not like, uh, you know, a secretarial role, like just the girls inspire the guys, but it's like a, the, the relationship dynamic is like, it goes both ways, you know? And like, we have input and it's because we care about the project and stuff like that. But like, you know, my situation is more of like a public figure type thing. And like, you know, like with the projects we're doing moving forward, I'm because I live in New York and like, I'm connected kind of like, that's like why the trajectory is going the way that it is. But like, we also have like e-girls who like, yeah, I'm much less interested in being <laughs> Yeah, it's like okay. a very much like online role versus right. me being like a more in real life role. It's interesting. Now, where is, where do you see it going for you? Like, do you have a longer term ambitions? Are you going to oh, be yeah. like. We have, we have collectively long term ambitions. And then my part in that is like, I was always like, I was there from the beginning, but like, I'm like, a, I'm like a part five type person in terms of projects. Like I'm not one of the first projects that we ever did out, put out or anything or like created, but I'm like always in the background and like like my moment will arise, you know? And well, like uh, me being here as part of that, like- What does that mean that your moment will arise? Like you're waiting for your well, break where you're going to be like the breakout? Are I'll you, are have you my projects and like, we're so we're working now on- The gallery. Well, we have a gallery. We're trying to start a gallery. We're in the initial processes of uh, making well, part that of happen. Town. Manhattan, downtown yeah. Manhattan would yeah. be ideal. This is going to be like a web three NFT well, kind of well, focus? Well, it will be connected to NFTs because we, of course, have that background. And it's we gonna want it. to be to get into <laughs> Well, we have. Okay, so like the first week of November in New York is going to be like a crypto kind of week. And we're going to have like a milady party. So you have to have a milady to get into the party. But then we'll have a Token we'll have party. a little we'll have a little drop at the party. Okay. So, yeah, if anyone wants to come to that. They All can right. Come. When, when, what is the date? I don't know the, first, the date right now, but it will be the first week of November. So I'm pretty sure like the second or third. This will probably come out like, after that. Yeah, so then, like, whatever. you missed but it. You missed it. Sorry. But um, <laughs> I still meant to lady if you can, if they're not sold out by then. But yeah, so we have like that and like, you know, any sort of party throwing situation, like I would be like part of that hosting like situation and like, you know, bringing my friends and stuff like that. And then also, so we're like working on starting a gallery and I would be like the like curator, like manager okay. of the gallery. Interesting. Yeah. And so that would be like my route sort of at the moment. But I also have like, you know, I write and like, I'm like working on my making my own podcast and that that sort of thing too. So there is like, there's just a lot of different avenues. Yeah, like, for sure. Yeah, totally. And where are you from originally? I'm from outside DC originally. Outside DC and you're from here roughly. <laughs> right. So very interesting. Now, what do you make of Urbit? So we are here at the Urbit conference. Yeah. <laughs> so what what are, what what are the your takes on Urbit? I mean, Urbit? the ongoing bit is me being like, I'm at Urbit and I don't even know what Urbit is. Like, well, but you're like made me come. pretending that you actually well, really I do. do. Okay, I mean, I don't understand the technical stuff. I will. I'm never going to claim that I know like the actual like technical it like however it's made or what it actually does physically. Like, I don't know that. I leave that to the guys. Like, I'm fine leaving that to the guys. I mean, I understand the vibe of Web3 and like the way that like this clearly the trajectory of the internet and like 
the current wave of social media is like in its last legs and like, you know, Twitter is where we all came up, but it isn't going to be forever. You know, it was already sort of in the beginning of the end mm-hmm. and Urbit being like, uh, outside of corporations and sort of like a DIY, um, collective vibe makes a lot of sense to me. Just like, so like, as soon as I found out what Urbit was and like understood that it was like a future sort of, uh, community oriented space. It made a lot of sense that like, that was like, it was just like innately, like, of course this is an ine- inevitable like way that the internet will move forward. And yeah. So then like, what about you? Who are any takes on Urbit? Um, I thought the vibes were very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> it's, all vibes. Vibes. it's all vibes. It's all vibes. For, for you, for, you, it's for all of you, like Gen Z post cringe internet people, it's all vibes, right? Well, like it's when like, we first had a, like Twitter, like repertoire or whatever. It was like last spring, last summer. You and I talking on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. And at that point, like me and my friends were like hyper fixated on like the word vibe and like we were vibe posting all the time. And I was like, talking about the vibe shift. No, no, because that's the interesting thing. You can grab this for me when I'm (laughs) It's interesting (laughs) because like the vibe shift thing was a very, it was a full circle moment for us because like we had been hyper fixating on like vibes and what like, that word meant in like different contexts and just like shit posting about it. But like, you know, like meaning shit posting with meaning. And we were doing that last year and then it comes around full circle with like angelicism and that sort of thing. And like the vibe shift being like a named phenomenon is like interesting because it's like, we were like joking about this and now we're like at the center of this. Justin Murphy, are you familiar with the vibe shift of early June? <laughs> the f- one of the first five. I feel like I've heard of this, but is this really a self-conscious kind of explicit thing? Or do you want to explain it? Well, yeah, it's Please named. Do. It's a named thing. And then like everyone like, well, like this. Yeah. Well, so like angelicism like had like a sub stack and like uh, me and my friends had different sub stacks and there was just like a sort of like push or, or just like a sort of movement in like long form writing. And like a lot of the first vibe shift was like me, like being in New York for the summer and just like a bunch of different things of just like, like different circles on Twitter connecting and like understanding each other's posts and stuff. So it was like Angelicism, me, like Honor Livy, like all these different like contain. podcasts, Contain, like all these different people who already had like platforms sort of like converging on this like new energy, you know? Interesting. And there was a specific time. What was the time? It's like early June. Early June. But like, you know, it was In like an initial vibe yeah. yeah, of this year. And it would be like an initial vibe shift. And then like, we just like kept memeing it, you know, it was like, oh, new yeah. vibe shift. I'm like, I tweeted the other day. I'm like, a, a vibe shift happens every time I wash my hair. Like, you know, like, it's just like a renewed and like a renewed sense of like, self and of like community and like the just like what people are like it was fun on. though yeah there it's was, fun. like something special about it's that it's, it's it's something special because of the time and it also is like i don't think that like vibe shift is like terminology that's being used a lot more recently it's sort of like had its moment and like kind of plateaued but like that doesn't mean that the concept of it isn't like an ongoing sort of like you know timeless idea okay fascinating are are we going to expect another vibe shift I think, up Urban, I think this so. weekend is a vibe yeah. shift. Oh, really? Okay, so, so so explain what is the vibe shift shift happening right now? You think the vibe shift happening happening right now is the fact that I'm like in Texas at all. Like, first of all, like I like how you 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 explained the first vibe shift literally with a reference to you being in New York. You said it was basically yeah, well, you basically I, said it was triggered by you being in New York, <laughs> and now and now you're saying this vibe shift is being triggered by you it's being here. It's not like the triggering. It's just sort of like you know, it's not a, it's a symptom and it's a trigger. It's both at the same time. Okay, so yeah, Sophia, you uh, believe you have 
have a, a strong kind of causal relationship with the vibe shift where you go, the vibe well, shifts. Yeah. Well, I've, it's not like I'm a self, like I'm not conceited. It's just sort of an objective, like you're just being honest. It's just an observation. It's an, it's just, I have a question. D- does anyone in the Vanderbilt family worry about your, you know, <laughs> tactics? Like, are you getting, like are you getting memos from it. your great grandfather saying like, no. what are you doing to the family name? No, no, that's not a thing. My dad recently has been telling me like, delete all your social media. And I'm like, okay, like what news, feed have you been watching that telling you that like social media is bad because I'm like I'm literally all of my work is based in my social media persona but like he doesn't get it whatever my parents are chill but um yeah no like I'm not like it's not like I am the vibe shift but I am a vibe shift so it's a vibe shift and like this weekend is a vibe shift just by nature of urbit itself being like the fact that people are gathering and like it's a something that people are talking about is and it's in and of itself a shift and like having people all gathered in person is a shift. And could you say more about like, do you feel a particular vibe is shifting right now this weekend? And how would you explain that? I think the vibe is like, you know, it's, it's, it's like part of this larger vibe shift of just like bringing online to real life. And this is definitely like a a symptom of that, you know, like, having people meet each other because it's like a theme of the last yeah it's been a theme it's ongoing theme and like because of the way that like web3 and all these other like projects are like future oriented it makes sense that like in like for familia too the reason that we're having a gallery but it's also tied to nfts because like we didn't want like our projects and our organization to to be solely tied to the internet we want like that synergy of like online seamless way better relation. yeah we want that like it was always like a gateway to the real life art world and scene so right. do you remember that guy you should have had this guy on he, or it's not too late but he has like a like a device in his oh that guy what was it called like a brain something yeah well the brain wave. The brain wave. Yeah, i thought it was like a, a like a camera but it wasn't it was like a black thing with like a light on the end. It's like a light. It's like a look for a guy at Urbicon with like a crazy <laughs> thing on the edge of his glasses and it looks like he's like looking at a camera but it's like some sort of brainwave he's like it's sensor. like he, i asked him What's to explain it and he was like it like measures like the blood flow so that yeah. like corresponds with like the energy that you're putting out when you're having a conversation like That's using cool. your brain he, he was seemed pretty, cool he was canadian he, he was mad skits out and like a I heard, crazy autistic i heard in a canadian okay. way you know like one of those <laughs> Walt, he has his own sd you know what, what walter and honor were talking about some guy that was like really skits out that was interesting like tom Tom or Frank or Tom Frank or did, did <laughs> you, you know who I'm talking about? On their podcast? I'm not. Maybe or I'm not sure. The guy from this weekend. But he's here. I think he's oh. here. There, there was somebody that was on their podcast that is here. That is mad fucking skits out. He Do you remember here. his name? Uh, fuck. Uh, no, I don't. I know exactly what he looks like though. <laughs> okay. I don't yeah, know what point him out to me. Point him out to me. We'll get him out. Yeah. <laughs> well, this motherfucker. Yeah. He went on wet brain and he immediately started talking about like aliens and like interdimensional like through the gateway of like your pineal like this kind of yeah shit. you gotta point him out to me i'll get him on involved in this shit like okay like core core person like oh he's like a, a high-ranking urbit person so, yeah. fascinating okay i'll get him on like for sure mad skits out like, <laughs> he has like a ranch in new mexico or something fascinating fascinating um, he'd be a good person okay and do either of you have any takes on the vibe shift of the moment like what vibes are shifting in this weekend i think what we just described was she, she captured it observer of all this anything to add or you know i think it's just like it's one of those things where immediately uh 
like why the fuck did Walt and Honor get invited? Like they just got yeah. invited here. Like that was and honestly that, the initial yeah. thing. That like for me, when I found out that they were gonna have a panel, I was yeah. like, oh shit! Like that's what? mad random. Yeah. And then like the fact that I was like suddenly like let's send so like ha ha ha. And it was actually mad funny too All because I went to JFK once. on my flight yesterday morning and I was like texting my friends at the gate and I was like none of these bitches at gate two like know what Urban yeah. is. And I look so up and Honor was right there and they were on my flight. They were both on my flight and I was like this is hilarious. Like we're on this journey together, you know like. Fascinating. So you mentioned angelicism a couple times. You mentioned, you know, the contained podcast. There is this interesting kind of subcultural moment, right, going on where, you know, there these different brands and creators and cultural currents right now, they have some kind of shared similarities, but it's hard to put a finger on what it, what exactly it is. Like, you know, do you have a take on like what what really is going on? Like, is, is, is this the kind of post cringe moment? What what's essential about it seems like to me, some features that stand out are it's like they like to blur fact and fiction, right? It's kind of like a mix it's of auto fiction, it's like a mix of theory, but also poetry and a kind of seamless blend. It's like if and that's what like posting is it to se- me, too. It seems to me if you try too hard to be serious, you're kind of that's cringe. Like you should you shouldn't really. Well, try yeah, to, it should you know, be like, I mean, the vibe that like the the thread that pulls all these people together i feel like is this effortless sort of just like earnestness and you know, like that was always my brand and then like you know like there's just been like this repetitive sort of like people don't want to be a character they want to be themselves as the character and like you know mm. they want to have like the ability to say whatever they want and without repercussion <laughs> and is that the essence of it i don't know or, I think- or how would you define the essence of of this subcultural well that being accepted well, yeah, just like being anything, anything kind of goes, but it's as long as it's like, uh, I, I think the like, it wasn't accepted a couple of years. No. Ago. Yeah. And it's also, it's just like the, the metric that like people judge things on is not based in like woke or leftist ideology. It's sort of a, just like, like, do you, like the reoccurring theme is like, do you care about beauty and God and like creating interesting things and not just like for the sake of bullshit? Like, well, that's are you like, Christians? Well, yeah. Yeah. I believe in God. Okay. Are you too? Yeah, I'm religious. Interesting. It is. It that does seem to be a defining feature. And of, I think of, that's a good thing because, like, you know, it's kind of a staple. It, yeah, it, it is. is like a reoccurring theme. People have like a relationship to God, and I think that's like important because this sort of like millennial atheist vibe yeah. that has had reign in the past 10, 15 years is like crashing and burning, obviously, and there's not room yeah. for it, and especially COVID being like a very atheist like phenomenon interesting because it's all about like medical things and like the state it's like i never i literally have never once since the beginning of this been worried about getting covid or anything and it's i feel like it's just because i have like faith in the plan like trust Mm, the plan or whatever nice right the plan is not q it's just it's just God. <laughs> how do you have a relationship with aesthetics and beauty without a relationship to God? Exactly. It's like the same. It's, the same it's like thing. an internal all, feeling. I mean, it it's all like comes a, back you know? to an appreciation for like life and everything. Yeah. It's like, hell yeah. There's like a, I mean, there's like an atheist like tinge to a lot of culture right now. And also there's like a, and, and people like trying to be subversive against that have been like Gnostic, but I feel like it's like Gnosticism. I definitely have like the, the, the stories of Gnosticism and like the lore there is like definitely interesting. There's like a lot of truth to like the masculine feminine dichotomy of like everything. But I think it comes to a cringe point when it's like, Gnostics being like, oh, like the demiurge, blah blah blah. It's like if you hate Earth so much, like kill yourself then. Like, what's the demiurge? <laughs> so, what's the demiurge? I don't know. I don't know. I'm just like saying words. <laughs> yeah, but you know what I mean. It's that, like that's that's a, that's, a, like, that's a common idea in, like a, in Gnosticism. Exactly, yeah. and it's like I. 
I understand it and I understand like that pull towards it, but I feel like that's a similar like pull that, that atheism has where it's just a sort of like hubris. And it's like, I don't, I don't believe that there's like no reason for anything. I believe there there's a reason for everything. And like all of that is God. And like, you know, I'm here now because of God. Hell yeah. <laughs> no, we saw like irony and nihilism. We think all that's like right. right. It's all about like earnestness, love, beauty, sincerity and God. Sincerity and God. Wow. Yeah. It's interesting though, because it's very new, this blend of religiosity with also radical irreverence and kind of schizoid creativity. Mm -hmm. That's a very new thing, but it's very cool. And I, I, think I feel like, a, I mean, I don't know if, I mean, I'm not going to speak for everyone, but like, uh, I feel like for me personally and like the vibe that I've gotten from like the shift online and everything has been like a sort of like religious fervor, like religious ecstasy, sort of like pushing this like creative flow. Right. Because like if everyone was like stagnant in like an atheist type, they wouldn't do things or say any of the things they're making or right. like creating anything like that. It's really cool because historically a lot of people would think that Christianity and re re religiosity is kind of correlated with a kind of um, stuffy, stiff, kind of conservative yeah. uh, oppressiveness no, right right, like right, right. Like until a, now and now and now there was like a Dionysian like jubilance and exuberance that's coming from this yeah. like religious inclination and it's yeah. like a celebratory thing hell yeah it's yeah. vitalism i would uh, say yeah, yeah. and that's like what other life is all about so exactly. totally i i totally get it all and it's awesome to say it's just it's really cool because it's unique and it's new and it's and because it, of the way that it has a relationship to the internet it's like never been explored before yeah you know and like it's totally like new and fresh like i feel like all the time i'm like having moments of just like holy shit like this is shit that's never even been like talked about in the entire course of human history even because it's right. like related to the internet which is new and so just to be clear we were kind of talking about this a couple hours ago you're not the self of of the internet the so the infamous self that's a different self oh right? you mean that little girl the the the, the crazy one on on i don't even know the whole story different we're self. different self we determined that's a different self yeah. so just clarifying that do you know her story I and like no idea i've heard like people have been like you're not her right and i'm like no okay I have no idea who she i is. don't know the full story i was gonna ask if you could explain it but i guess you don't no idea i guess you don't she's and just like an edgelord right like yeah she's like she's like younger than me she's younger than you and like yeah. crazy cra yeah. i think crazier than you and yeah. do you, so do you i'm guessing you don't know about this okay. <laughs> and what, do you know about this mia chick the can i i'm kind of like late to this party can you <laughs> can you can you explain this to me and my audience the Caliac, the Caliac stuff. Oh, uh, <laughs> why? Do, why? Why? Oh, why? Come, on, come on, Justin. Uh, okay. So Mia is not Caliac. Caliac? Oh, let's just okay, put so this just on the table now. It all. Explain it. Caliac is not a thing that exists anymore. Okay. And anyone who sort of like tries to place anything that anyone is doing in a in a Caliac definition is retarded and totally okay. off base because it's like Caliac died like over a year ago. Okay. Any remnants of that like collective like. Twitter. So for people dream. listening, just very briefly, what is Kaliak? And then, who, oh, oh, you don't. Okay. So, so it's Kali accelerationism. So like the Kali Yuga. Right. And that's like whatever. But then like people were like, it's an esoteric, like groomer cult, like all this <laughs> yeah. bullshit. And I'm like, but like, but that's, that's I, not I'm real. Like just laughing. I'm laughing that you brought it up because I feel like it's, it's just, it's just not relevant anymore. Okay. Do you, aesthetic, it was people, an aesthetic. It was an aesthetic thing. Yeah. That was a real thing that yeah. had some accounts and involved. Like, and like Mia definitely it, 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 was one of the yeah. most influential people on the yes. internet at the time. And Mia and was extremely uh, still is. Aesthetically still. The things that like, though. if you follow Mia bot on Twitter, because yeah. the original account got taken down, but like uh, there's a bot that like reposts the, the archive. It's like. You can see that shit that Mia said a year ago is still eternally relevant. Okay, so let's now. back up. So who is she? What's like the basic story? It's like anonymous. Mia is an anonymous figure. Do we know anything about her? I don't know anything about this person. 
don't well, it sounded like you do. You're describing her it's just as a fan. Okay, so she's just a po- okay, so it's just a, a posting account named yeah. Mia. Yeah, and, an entity, an Igor. Right, Mia and this, I mostly. And, I think that's the, and mostly on Instagram or what? What was it? On Twitter. Twitter. Okay. BPD God. So, was like the, uh, yeah, so when you say BPD God. BPD God, right? So when you say Igor Gore, you mean probably many people possibly contributing. Yeah, to but it. also just like the entire like legacy of it and like mythos surrounding it becomes its own. Yeah, okay. That's right. That's like, I feel like it's more the legacy and the mythos. Yeah, around it. because okay. there was that Which that it existed was while designed. it was sort of it was designed that way. That way so can you just summarize it, the summarize it? Like a Wikipedia, a Wikipedia level. Just like in a paragraph, like what was the mythology? What what did it represent? What were the mess? What was the messaging and content around? Well, what I'm was not the, the expert. I just think that it, it was like at the time, like the BAP sort of like esoteric yeah. Twitter, like whatever. Like that was like a convergence of like all of those ideas and like people, but like in a timeless like advice sort of. And way. what kind of advice? Like, give me some examples of what, what kind of messaging. I feel like David knows. Oh, you probably I don't know. know. I don't even like know. Because <laughs> okay, so sounds too close. So can't talk. About oh, you were close to it. I don't know what you say. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, you can. But do, I mean, I we can move on in the conversation. About, I, just, I just honestly no, yeah, well, want I mean, a summary. I mean, I would, I would love to give you a summary. But my involvement with Mia, even as just like the Twitter account, like I was never like I followed like in that sort of thing. But I didn't read the posts. <laughs> Okay. I read the post. That's I just cringe. knew what it was. Reading it is cringe. Reading is, <laughs> okay. I don't know how to read. And she, so Mia was like, this account was like mega canceled or something. Is that right? Or, well, whatever. Or just I guess disappeared or what? Like, sort of like got suspended. And yeah. that was like the kind of end. But like, yeah, Kaliak is like bringing it up is sort of irrelevant, you know, because it kind of it was what it was at the time. And now yeah. we're like a year later it's and there's so much thing. shit going on. New so, shit. Like, so basically you're, you're the three of you are just the three of you are just refusing to to, to describe it. Yeah. Is, that, is that what's happening yes. here? You're stonewalling me. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Fair enough. Uh, <laughs> I guess. Figure it out. OK, I, I'm guessing I'm guessing it, it's like if you know, you know, and if you have to ask, ask a different question. <laughs> <laughs> wow okay so i'm, I'm gonna infer from this that mia represented some kind of like secret society and all three of you were members <laughs> all three of you were members and you're stonewalling me it's all right, actually well, the Freemasons. all right i'll leave it at that i'll leave it at that that's okay. fine i'm not cool enough see i'm like too busy working on shit that's I'm, cool like, no it's I, fine like honestly it's not that you're not cool enough but like i mean i get that you're asking but like you know it's not a relevant question you know there's other things to talk about like what we've been talking about this whole time before okay so okay fair enough so what what other other than you you know, e-girls making moves in the, in the NFT world and Urbit, you know, the first Urbit e-girl influencer. <laughs> uh, what else is really hot right now that's really most interesting to you in the kind of weird internet underground? Well, God, obviously. Yeah. And I don't know. I just think like all these sort of things have that same flavor. It's like, like I was saying, it's just like, People are just excited to do new things that have to do with the internet. But give me some concrete examples. You, you shouted out Angelicism, you shouted out our friend Barrett, the Contained Podcast. What else? What else is uh, really hot and new now that people might not Wet have heard brain. of? Wet Brain. Is- Wet Brain. They <laughs> were on the podcast earlier love, today. Love, what? Honor, and Walt. Yeah. What else? Who else? Um, Me, obviously. Vermilia, <laughs> <laughs> obviously. I don't know. I... I, I've like sort of been keeping to my like my core group of friends and stuff like focusing on these projects and like my other friends having their own like whatever like it all it's just like a not incestuous but like I've been like pretty focused and like it's I feel like these I mean but like these are the most influential people at the moment right now what's your give us a diagnosis of the millennials and what's wrong with the millennials okay, you look like you're, you're a little bit older yeah. like me but yeah. they're, they're younger so <laughs> yeah I'm with you I'm as with a you zoomer. <laughs> yeah as a zoomer you know what's well, your take on the millennials what's, what's wrong with them okay yeah 
Well, I feel like in the like 10 years ago, there's a lot of people who were doing internet art and that kind of thing. Like uh, people I really respect and admire and I'm friends with now, like Dean Kissick, Petra, Courtright, like all these people. I feel like what I respect about them specifically, these millennials, is like they are have this understanding of this new vibe, NFT-centric, Twitter-centric situation. And they're like willing to like learn and like they're curious, you know? I feel like there's also on the other end of the spectrum, a lot of millennials who had their like heyday 10 years ago, 10 to 15 years ago are like apprehensive of like anything new, but it's sort of just like a, you know, this happens with every generation gap, you know? And like, I just think there's like a lot of like stagnant vibes with like the geriatric millennials or whatever you want to call it. And I, I feel like there needs to be more of a push to embrace the new and like be willing to learn and not just write off NFTs because they're like, crypto adjacent situation hmm. like you know the embrace of everything that's coming our way is going to be way more uh influential and beneficial for everybody rather than like just like being like oh like fuck these kids like fucking 10 years ago like this and this happened and it's like okay cool you had like a zine 10 years ago like nobody cares though <laughs> like no one cares now and you have to let it go right, <laughs> you have to right. move on but so, like the, right. i mean i respect like I feel like there's a lot of millennial things like a millennial resurgence, like a hipster sort of renaissance and like people, there are a lot of elements of that, like Cobra snake sort of photography, like party vibe, because I mean, what I've noticed, especially in New York is like in this post COVID sort of uh, like going out again situation, people are trying to bring back this like pre COVID club vibe. And I'm like, no, we need like house parties. People, someone needs to step up and like have their pad be the house party place. And like, you know, that sort of thing. And like these like sort of, uh, grassroots like parties and like scenes that no one's doing now. It's sort of just an incestuous, like I host a club night and my friends come, which is fun. I enjoy yeah. going to them, but it's like, there's no, it's, it's too like tied to this old way of being that it doesn't have space anymore. Interesting. So just kind of drilling down into the phenomenology of the vibe shift. W what about house parties is superior to clubs? Like I'm just, what specifically? Well, I mean, it's easier to cultivate a vibe and like, you know, more intimate, more it's small more scale. And like, yeah, I, I, I feel like, I mean, there's selective. people, yeah, it's selective. I and feel like, like it's a trend. It's a feature of kind of the post cringe internet underground to be like, you only really care about your friends in small groups. Like you don't care about outside of your friend group. It's like cringe to care outside of your friend group. You just want to hang out with your friends in houses is that like well <laughs> i mean i mean yeah there's like kind I'm, of I'm that like a but boomer it's also millennial like trying i'm trying so hard to like stay with it you know <laughs> well like i mean i love meeting new people and like that sort of thing but like you know you could have an easier time of like managing who like the type of person that's going to come to your party or like the type of people your friends are going to invite when you have like a house that you're hosting and like the vibe of that is like cozier, more intimate or whatever. But also, I mean, not just house parties. I feel like there also needs to be resurgence of like raves and like no one's having raves yeah. in New York and like our gallery want to have like gallery space, but also like host raves there because like no one's doing like hardcore, like techno or like trance music, except in like Brooklyn. So we don't talk it, about Brooklyn. <laughs> why don't you talk about Brooklyn? Because no one wants to go to Brooklyn because Brooklyn sucks. <laughs> okay. Like the Brooklyn vibe is way more like queer DIY, like. You know, but that's where the raves are. But like, that's where the cringe raves are. So you, so you want like up, up market, up class Manhattan raves. Manhattan raves, yeah. Okay. Because like, there's just like. No but you also want it. house parties and yeah. intimacy. Raves and house parties are like the two things that need to be happening, and no one's doing them. Inter I think David's got to take. I had something to say about being a geriatric mill millennial. How old are you? Uh, thirty four. Okay. Yeah. I'm uh, yeah. 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 Uh, there's, there's just something nice. I. I <laughs> 
Oh my god, the face you just made. Wow. <laughs> there's something there's guy. something nice you about old ass. <laughs> Yeah. She was like, holy shit, get me out of here. Yeah. Fossils. Yeah. I'm no. twelve. Yeah. So. <laughs> there's something nice about um it's just like I you get to like foster a vibe or yeah. like like bringing capital literally as a man just like accumulating capital over a certain amount of time it's like you can do a thing and like make it and so like it's you like, have that experience of like going to see, the shit yeah, like 10 yeah, years yeah, ago yeah 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 and, and like, like you no get one people yeah do you guys like stories about how you know I don't know just like give a buffer just, or platform yeah, exactly. or something where it's right. like it's, it's nice you're platforming a vibe well in a way when you were talking about intimacy and house parties with your friends you were it sounded to me like you were basically basically describing kind of like early 90s like slacker culture sure. in, in a way yeah uh, you know so that's interesting to me Be, yeah just because i mean in a way that's probably like what you were doing in the 90s right so 90s. or <laughs> no uh, so, well no well what were 90s you 90s is jenna <laughs> I was, uh, well, I think I was in the well, 90s was a child Oh yeah, no, that's right. We were only like, uh, yeah, because I was born. Oh yeah, what am I saying? I was born in '86. You were born in around then, right? So we were, yeah, right. Um, so that's what we were doing in the in the 2000s, like house parties. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah basically. So in, is there a weird way where, like, <laughs> people in in a way, it's like this kind of like historical horseshoe dynamic where you know people often talk about things cycling well, right everything is cyclical um there's obviously a cyclical nature to the fact that people want to have like intimate parties now again but it's like the new aspect of it the fresh aspect is that it has to do with the internet and people are like using the internet as a space to make a real life space you know and like that sort of thing um i feel like in the early 2000s and 90s it was like forum based like localized to your area and that's like sort of like the post social media vibe again i feel like, mm. like it, it can like that like coordinates with urbit too i was just gonna say this brings exactly. us full circle to exactly. urbit that's yeah. why we like urbit because like it's this like community fostering and sort of localized you can like build that local in real life community. Right. It seems like what's hot now, what's post cringe in the internet underground is like you don't try to impress like the masses mm -hmm. that that's over. Right. Like there's a certain kind of millennial or whatever, like in my, in my cruise where it's like our models of success, it was like, you know, you work hard, you succeed and pay your dues. And then you're like, a journalist for the New York Times or something. Exactly. Like you well, made yeah. it. I mean, you journalism have this high obviously status. sucks, yeah. but yeah. also it's like a lot of like like the New York Times and the Guardian. Obviously, Slowly still code. they still <laughs> they still have like they they're still like uh, like uh, what's the word? Fucking um, gatekeeping. Girl not gate. No, but like they they have like a long standing uh, legacy, and they're still like an influential like piece of media or like whatever like institution. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Institution. But they're no still one institutions, but like. And it's still like worth it to get your stuff like published in that, but the, it's not cool. Right. You can, yeah. It's not aspirational. Yeah. You kids don't aspire to like make it at the yeah, New York I'm like, Times. I'm going to get my article published in the New Yorker. Like, you would never, uh. you don't even think that anymore. I'm like, yeah, that would be cool, I guess. But you like, you know who's going to read it? Millennials. Yeah. Right. You can get that audience there, but you can also get your audience elsewhere. That's why Substack is interesting because. I mean, the best part about Substack is that it functions as like an, an email list. And like, then you have this email list of like all these right. like people reading your shit. So, and like, right. So like you, someone like you and your generation, you girls would much rather aspire to be like a major Substack author than like a New York Times journalist. Of course. Like obviously, obviously right? Yeah. Times journalist, but you, right. would, you would be published in New Yorker. You wouldn't say no. Yeah, you would take no, it because it's still. No, that's what I'm saying. Is like, yeah. I would still do it. But it's not it, like an it aspiration. Be, it wouldn't be something like I like considered like a landmark 
of yeah. my career or like it's you know goal. it's not a goal post but it is like a thing that yeah, it's honestly, it's like, like a, a exactly. Like it gives you some clout. Right? Honor yeah, honor. I mean, my, the first time I became aware of honor is because I read her piece in the New Yorker. Yeah, exactly. And like, you know, it, that's what it, like that, that's what that's for is like, yeah. it has wider reach, obviously. But mm -hmm. then, you know, that's like a well, tool like for building your own. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a cool thing that you'll take along the way, but no one really aspires to yeah, that and it's like anymore as the goal of life. Exactly. Yeah. And it's like, if you have your, if you have that understanding, then you have your piece published in that sort of institutional thing, then like you can use that to foster like these people will like find you from that and then you can foster your own niche like audience just like using that as a tool but it's not like you're using that to, as as a tool to get like a mass audience in order to right. publish more and more institutional things right so urbit really does kind of fit this vibe in a way because on urbit you're no longer really caring about getting your tweets discovered by the masses you're not like trying to go viral. No, like viral. i'm on my third twitter you account i would never want to be viral. I've I've had tweets that got popular and I deleted them because I was like, had a yeah, every time my tweets go viral, it just it, it's awful. It's horrible. People start replying, and then you get like you, you can't, can't control, control it anymore. Have it's following you, and then you know they're not familiar with your posting. So before. right. So if you think like I, this has happened to me many times. Like I've had a lot of tweets um blow up, and then I get these people from all different backgrounds following me. And then as soon as I post something like vaguely inflammatory or what they would consider, like esoteric or racist. Yeah. <laughs> I don't post. Oh, uh, no, she doesn't. She doesn't. Yeah, but if I were to, you know, or if you were to post anything on IG, but... Yeah, so you're really more upset. Yeah. very upset. Yes, it's kind she of like... She had to learn her lesson the hard way of, like, getting bad attention. I used to be very lefty, and, you know, I think it's just, like, passe. Yeah, I mean, the thing about politics, especially as women, like, women shouldn't be political. <laughs> yeah, I, well, I noticed, I noticed you were saying before when you were talking about the guys in the Remelia yeah. Corporation, you, you said a few times, you were like, yeah, the guys do the technical stuff yeah. and they, like, make the money and we just, you know, do our thing. Well, we make the money, we're the, part of it, but, you know. But but you, you were comfortable acknowledging an obvious gender division of labor. Of course. And you're just, and like, with it. It's an yeah. It was, like, women, as a woman. Do you think that those guys could do this? No, they can't. absolutely they not. No, like, they, and it's, like. Well, they also have, they also have other. They, <laughs> I know, here's what I was, like, let's, let's I, you have, yeah. like, this. Ex, the, CS you need a specific type of autism that only men have to, like, get through like the headache that is understanding what a blockchain is or whatever. And, <laughs> and it's like, I am okay with you guys having that. Cause it's not like you don't respect what I do because you understand it's integral to the, the like, there's a synergy. You need both parts. Really this is what, um, Rimpo's like all about. Exactly. Because it's an incorporation of it. Those different. Like, like, it, was it, was it was never like a secondhand, like, oh, wait, like the girls have this valuable sort of asset. Oh, no, yeah, it was from the beginning. It was from the beginning, like, centered right. around this because, like, people like Mia or people like, um, like, Wretched Worm or whatever, like, all these different posters, like, they were always like piggybacking off of this feminine ideal as well. Like, there was like a, just like a coexisting vibe and, like, um, just like posting as an art is like, you need to foster that like community with your mutuals and that, and then you can, you know, like, you know, when you have like a bunch of mutuals and you're all posting the same like thing for like an hour, it's like mad funny and like schizo, like that sort of thing only exists when you acknowledge like why having a feminine and masculine approach works and you need both. I feel like this is another feature of the, the zoomer post cringe set is a kind of comfort comfort with the traditional gender norms. Yeah. Whereas all the millennials well, like, are hung up on this real bad. Like all the chicks in the millennials are girl bosses. Almost all of them, they're either girl bosses or they're like very insecure about men doing certain things they can't. Yeah. Basically. And it's like I I, 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 I find way more power in like using my 
power as a woman to the fullest potential than I do. Like, I'm not trying to emulate a man. I don't want to be on the same level as a man because I don't consider men and women equals. Why would we be equal? We have our own set of skills. And like, when you find harmony in that, that's when you create amazing things. But like, trying to like go against nature in that way, like, I don't think I need to be more masculine than I am now, you know, in order to get what I want. And I haven't done that and it's worked out pretty well for me so far <laughs> and what about marriage are you guys eager to get married yes. or you are I'm getting married so your trad your trad also my my ring finger is bare because i've oh. to receive a ring but i but you're engaged married. yeah lucky. congratulations all right <laughs> and are you also eager to, you're a texas girl you must be she's a or, southern bad yeah, you know i'm in college so no rush i'm not yeah i'm not, I'm not as rushed but do you want to get married and have kids absolutely, yeah. absolutely. do you want to have kids too oh uh, yeah i'm not rushed i'm just like you know, once you know, you know, and then you don't have to like, you know, people like, I mean, I honestly think that like when you're dating somebody, well, first of all, dating is cheating on your future husband. <laughs> and second, you kind of know, you know, when someone is the one like a month in, if not a month to six months. And, and like, you know, people who date for a really long time and like years and years, I feel like it's just a waste. Like if you're going to be with someone for that long, just get married. Do you think when you're married, it's going to be hard to maximize your e-girl potential? No. No, you think your husband's going to be totally cool with it indefinitely? Uh, he already is. Okay, <laughs> interesting. <laughs> he's hip he's and he's, 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 he's like been like one of my, like, you know, before we ever really got together, he was already like a really close friend of mine and like understood my posting and like all of that. So like he's seen like my, my trajectory and like development through, through the past couple of years. And like, uh, you know, he's been like part of that. And, um, you know, I feel like being a traditionally like being married and also being an e-girl like has its place in like <laughs> nice. this new future that we're all building together because of the Internet. Fascinating. Yeah, absolutely. Well, anything that I haven't asked you, which I should ask you, anything uh, super interesting or juicy about the Rumelia Corp? Or well, anything I kinda, you guys got? I kind of spilled all the beans about our upcoming projects. So yeah. if anyone wants to check that out, they can check it out. Um, yeah, we're just like we're just like. Vibing. We're vibing. Just vibing at the Urbic conference. We're vibing at the Urbic conference. Anything exactly. any of you guys wanted to add? Or does that pretty much cover it? I think we covered a lot of it. Maybe maybe someday soon there'll be a Romelia Other Life NFT collab. Yeah, you should be on my podcast. Yeah. I'm happy to. It's called Radio Bitch. I'm happy to. I, I I've known you on Twitter for like a long yeah. time now. Yeah. Yeah. So happy to. It's happy funny to. That we finally did this. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for coming in, folks. This is Thank fun. You. Thanks for chaperoning. <laughs> Totally. Uh, no, this is really interesting. I really appreciate your perspectives on, on the youth culture. You know, it's like, because it, you know, I, I don't know how much you know about the history of this podcast, but you know, I've done more than a hundred episodes now. I think I like somewhere near 150. And a lot of my early episodes were very schizo, very kind of, you know, it's, it's always been a part of who I am and like this kind of, this kind of vibe. So I'm buddies with people like Barrett or whatever, but I've also kind of drifted more into more technical stuff. I talk with a lot of engineers, yeah. and, you know, more serious people. And you know me, I'm very interested in philosophy and theory and stuff like that from a serious angle. But, um, I, yeah, so it's, I've been talking more with serious people, but, um, it's been a while since I've talked with like, nice to have a break. Yeah it's, it's, yeah. it's the best. It's, it's so fun. fun. I mean, I, I, I love talking with super smart people, yeah. but it's tense and it's heavy, you know? And it's like, it's, 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 it's hard. It's heavy. It's heavy cognitive lifting. You know, the vibes are where the fun is and it's just like easy. It's chill. It's interesting. Yeah. Vibe is like a catch all uh, term, but it's like, it's, it's innate. You understand if you understand. It's interior. It's an inside. It, well, like, it, intuitive. it's what rappers, rappers have this term called real recognize real. It's true. Yeah. And that's exactly what it is. Like I'm a, vibe. Yeah. Vibe. Vibe is like I'm a RN and I stay with RNs. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm not going to say the word, but you know, you can say any, real you, ass and, and words. You, you can say anything on this podcast. Uh, <laughs> 
I, 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 I have I'm said. not gonna. I wasn't going to. <laughs> I know. I know. It's my role. I'm not gonna say things like that. Come on. Well, this is very interesting. I was not expecting to meet um, interesting young e-girls at the Urbit conference. but <laughs> That's um, why we're here. It's a pleasant surprise, and that's why I had to rope you into the podcast. It was really <laughs> interesting to hear your us. perspective. Yeah, no, it was really fascinating and really fun. I appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, I guess we should get back to the conference. I think there's a party we have to be at yeah, go. sooner or we later. We got a party. All right, awesome. That's a wrap. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. You made it all the way to the very end, so you must really like the show. In that case, I would be super grateful if you'd be so kind to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. All you have to do is go to otherlife.co slash review. That's otherlife.co forward slash review. And it'll send you an Apple podcast. Just leave a review. You can be honest. Tell me what you really think. I'd really appreciate it because it'll help other people find the show. And I'm really trying to grow out the podcast. So thanks for listening. And thank you for leaving a review. I really appreciate it.